Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor, and I'm your host for today. I have a question for you. Have you ever felt like you were in the wilderness? Or maybe you've had an experience in the wilderness that led you to moments where you doubted whether or not God was even there. Friends, that's what we are going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the wilderness. Is there joy in the wilderness and what does that look like? To walk us through today's conversation, it is my pleasure to welcome Pastor Paul Rose of the Bemidji Assembly of God Church. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Deb. Always a pleasure to be here and good to be back. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Of course, you had joined us during the Advent season and I said, you've got to come back. You have to come back. And I was so intrigued that as I was initially talking to you, I kept using the word desert. And I kept saying, we got to talk about Jesus in the desert. And then you sent me back a message and talked about the wilderness. And I'm like, have I completely missed something? And you and I started actually talking about this distinction that to you, it's just, it's the wilderness. That's what the word says. And I said, well, where did I come up with the word desert? Yeah. I mean, so just growing up, it's, you know, I grew up in the New King James translation. It says wilderness. NIV says desert, so I don't know if it's just the different translations or even the way that we perceive wilderness versus desert. Yeah, well, it's so here's what's intriguing to me, and this may be intriguing to some of you listening, because I'm guessing that right now we've got probably a 50-50. One learned it one way, one learned it another way. For me, when I think about wilderness, there's so much more there, because to me, desert, like it's very clear what desert is, right? But wilderness is all of a sudden there's this curiosity about this adventure. There's this experience there. If for me, it's there's so much more mm. than just what this, this barren place is. So I just wanted to make that little distinction because right. I'm, I'm curious for other people. I mean, get, send us an email. Let us know what you think because wilderness does have a different feel to it. Yeah. You know, growing up in Southern California, we lived in the desert. You know, and so the desert was literally in our backyard. And so there were times where I would just walk, you know, in our backyard, the desert, and it was barren. It was empty. It was dry. It was brown. It was ugly. And so I think when you think wilderness, you don't think that, you know, because a desert is a place where you don't want to be. But the way that you're describing wilderness, it, it, you may want to be, you know, that may excite you. I don't know. Well, it definitely has been intriguing to me about it. <laughs> so let's talk about what this looks like during mm-hmm. the time of Jesus mm-hmm. and what, as we are preparing for this time of Jesus dying on the cross. Right. Talk to me about this and how we want to frame that context. Yeah. So if you look at Matthew chapter four, you know, Jesus is coming off this high moment. You know, he's just been baptized. He has you know, God's seal of approval. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And then from that moment, it's transitioned right to into the wilderness. And so a lot of times, you know, we come off this high moment and these moments of, you know, trials, temptations, you know, a lot of times, you know, even in my own life, it comes after a victory. And now God's like, okay, I've prepared you, but there's more. And so, you know, when we enter into this wilderness moment, or, you know, we think we're in a desert, you know, we think maybe we've done something wrong. You know, God's mad at me. Uh, I did something and I deserve this, where that's not the case at all, because Scripture says that it's the Holy Spirit that led him into the wilderness. And so I think we have to understand in these moments uh, in our lives that uh, it's not always a bad thing. Yeah, you know, if we mess up, there's you know, consequences to those choices, you know, but God will still lovingly lead us through them. But if it's a wilderness moment, then we have to, 
you know, get excited about that. Because oftentimes I think that we get the wrong perception, the wrong attitude, and we're just looking for a way out rather than, you know, God asking us to help us through. And I think we miss out on some things because we want the easy way out. And God says, no, there is a purpose in this. Isn't that so much like our lives now? We want the quick pill to fix everything. We want to, we want to lose 70 pounds overnight. And if you take this magic pill, yeah. you're right. Yep. And if you're suffering from addiction, we all of a sudden want it to just be, there's this miraculous everything and, and we don't struggle with what addiction is about in the first place. I love that you are bringing up this place of the purpose in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. God will use it all for good. We know that eight Romans eight twenty eight, yep. right? Yep. And one of the things that really intrigues me about this is that when we are at a place where we know God is working in all of it, I think we actually look at the wilderness completely different than how we do now. Yeah. If we look that, if we understand and we trust God that everything God does is for our best interest, you know, that God has a purpose behind everything that he does, then it gives us confidence and even peace to say, okay, God, I don't understand you, but I trust you. And so I would just encourage those of you that are listening, if you are in a wilderness moment, you know, I want to encourage you, God is with you. God hasn't abandoned you. He always says, I never leave you. I never forsake you. So don't necessarily discount where you're at, but I would encourage you to, you know, not pull away from God, but pour yourself into God because he has a purpose. He was preparing Jesus for some, you know, for somebody where uh, he confirmed Jesus to be the son of God. Now we have the enemy that's confronting that. And so the purpose was to show that Jesus was the son of God and that nothing was going to detour him from the purpose you know, and so it's just it's just really cool to see God, you know, do that in Jesus's life, Jesus walking it out. So he's not just teaching us how to do it, but he's modeling and saying, you know what, you can do this. Yes, I love this. And I love that you're pointing us to lean more into God. Mm-hmm. When you are in your wilderness, this is not a time to abandon God. This is not a time right. to try to fill yourself with everything else. This is the lean in time. And I know in the work that I do, what we often talk about, sometimes you have a breakdown before a breakthrough. Right. This is exactly what you're talking about of it's not a season of defeat, but the preparation for victory. Yeah, absolutely. And when we can frame it that way, like that's brilliant. You wrote that. That was yours. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that was God's brilliant that, shining yeah, through, right? That's God's. It's all I, good. I love this. I love this. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the fact that in the midst of us, we can even have pain in the process Mm -hmm. what let's talk about let's talk a little bit about the pain of jesus and then let's bring that to our own lives yeah you know jesus you know it says that he fasted for 40 days and i don't know about you i don't have that discipline i guess i'm still working on that discipline i can't maybe go 40 minutes without reaching for something to drink or something to eat uh but jesus had that he was disciplined he was determined, but he fasted for 40 days, you know, and we sometimes forget, well, you know, Jesus is God. Yeah, he was fully God, but he was also fully human. And so that he had desires, he had physical needs. So when he wasn't eating, he felt it. And so that that process of going through it and, you know, we had talked earlier about the denying ourselves. And you know what, I think that's a big part in the wilderness that Jesus is trying to teach us, you know, to to let that go, to deny yourself, to give that up. And if you do, 
you know, you know, these 40 days that, 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 that we're doing, you know, it, there's a preparation. It's not just thinking about what you're giving up. And I think oftentimes we, we worry more about what we're giving up instead of realizing what God's trying to help us gain. Amen. I, there's something just as you're speaking about that too, it's, this goes back to that lean in piece. Mm-hmm. When we are fasting and when we are, what, whatever that looks like, maybe we're giving up TV maybe, and whatever mm-hmm. that we're fasting from, right? Because right. fasting isn't, I know most of us always think about it as food, right? right? But fasting can look like a lot of different things. Yes, it can. What are we giving up to, for me, what this looks like is what am I choosing to release so that I can lean into God more, yeah. rely on God more, trust God more, mm-hmm. trust God to provide yeah. and fill those places up mm-hmm. and I think about Jesus in this wilderness zone, and I think, yeah, I mean, it was God, his father. I mean, mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah. So I, I am very intrigued. I, I often, I know this might sound a little goofy at times, but like I try to imagine myself as Jesus sometimes, like sitting here alone, hot, mm-hmm. you know, not eating. And I think to myself, my gosh, would I have been able to do this? Right. And and as much as I'd like to think, yeah, I think eh, I think that's maybe a little mm-hmm. fooling myself a little bit, and and then I think about when are the times I have relied on God and what has God got me through? There are things that I don't think I would have normally gotten through, but with God, right? Of course, absolutely, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And I think it, what we what we set our minds to is huge. Uh, because Jesus always was about his father's business. And so his mind wasn't about on him, but it was about accomplishing the reason that he was sent. And so I think we have to just keep in front of us, what do we want most? Well, if I want more of God, then that means I have to be willing to let go of something else. But if I'm always looking at what I'm losing or what I'm giving up, then it takes my eyes, it takes my focus, it takes my discipline, it takes all my energy off of God and makes it all about me. And I think that that's where people give up, they give in, they pull away. It's because they're forgetting what matters most. They forget that who's most important, who's first in my life. And when God is first in our lives, it makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. I'm so fascinated when things start going rocky for people when people start struggling, most of the time, it isn't God that they go to first. It's it's everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Is that a cultural thing? I think so. I think it's just a product that we have an abundance. And so I think that there's so many things now, whether it's the enemy that's tempting us or it's just our own flesh, uh, there's so many things out there to, you know, the, the easy way out. And so I think that that's what the enemy was trying to do with Jesus. He was just trying to give him something to get out of his mission, his purpose, and Jesus didn't take the bait. But I think, I know, I'll just be honest, pastors are people too. We've taken that bait. Oh, yeah. If anybody's listening and you're not admitting to taking the bait, we know that it's just another fish story, right? That's right. (laughs) That's what It kind of reminds me of that because so many times... We sit there and try to, oh, well, I've never done, oh, come on. Like, who are we all fooling? We are human, right? We are that human piece. There's so much more to talk about. I want to talk, we're going to take a brief pause, but when we come back, I think we should talk more about those temptations, those deprivations, how the Lord really got tested Mm -hmm. and how God uses that example for us of how 
we do make it through those things, even in our own lives and even now. We are talking with Pastor Paul Rose of the Bemidji Assembly of God Church. We're talking all about that time in the wilderness and how we can use that example of Jesus' time in the wilderness to apply to our own lives right now. This is Deb McGregor for Live Joy, Share Joy. We're taking a brief pause, but we will be back in a moment. When it comes to planning for your future, you want an advisor who understands your Christian values. Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson offer financial planning based on biblical principles. They can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson today. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Ameriprise Financial offers financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We love to hear feedback on the show. Have you heard a guest who inspired you or drew you deeper into relationship with the Lord? Was there a topic that really resonated with you? Do you have a show idea around joy? We would love to hear from you. We want to build a community of joy. Please email Deb at lifefulofjoy.com and put feedback in the subject line. Realtors Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Team Aylesworth with Real Living First Realty are here for all your real estate needs in Bemidji and the surrounding communities. Whether you are looking to purchase a home or looking to sell, call the award-winning customer service team to help. Please contact Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Aylesworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Team Aylesworth with Real Living First Realty, where you are their priority. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We are talking with Pastor Paul Rose from Assembly of God Church. We're talking about Jesus in the wilderness. Pastor Paul, when we went into the break, we were starting to talk about Jesus, the temptations, the testing, the deprivation. Let's dig into that a little bit more. Let's talk about what was going on for him. Well, it, it's hard because, you know, Jesus is fully God. And so, you know, we have the privilege of Scripture to know that he was without sin, but it didn't doesn't necessarily mean that he wasn't tested or he wasn't tempted. Or there wasn't that that desire in him. It was just that he always had the ability to overcome it. And so all of us, you know, that are listening, that are that we're talking today, is that we all have things in our lives that are a desire. Uh, and the enemy knows that. And so the Lord knows it, and he wants us to get out of it. You know, the enemy knows it and wants us to give in to it. And so we have to be willing to own what our desires are. And it's important to be able to not keep those things to ourselves because, you know, we see the, the desert, the wilderness as a place of isolation. You know, we know Jesus was alone in the desert. When I walked in, in our backyard, I was alone in the desert. And it's just, it, there's something to it that, that it's scary, I guess, you know, that there's, there's wildlife out there. There's, you know, a snake can jump out at any time. And, and so you are vulnerable. And so I think it's important, you know, when we're in the wilderness, you know, to, to not be alone, to be able to just let others know, you know, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. You know, this is, you know, this really just keeps going at me. And, and this is why I love, you know, churches are a great place to be. Having the right people around you is a good place to be. Because if, if we're alone in those moments, I, I use a basketball terminology, you know, 
uh, one-on-one. So if it's me versus the enemy, then he has the same advantage as I do. But now if I bring you, if I bring Philip, you know, into uh, my wilderness experience, my temptation, you know, now it's three-on-one. Now the, you know, the advantage is to me. And so, but oftentimes in those temptations, you know, the struggles that we face, we're alone way too often. It's so true. People isolate, right? Mm-hmm. And why do we isolate? Why Why do people, are we shame? Yeah. Shame, is it also, uh, we don't want to burden people? Mm-hmm. That's, I know that's for me. I tend to yeah. isolate when I don't want to yeah. burden anybody. Yeah. And yet God tells us to share one another's burdens. Right. Right. I think, you know, the enemy uses shame. He uses fear. He uses pride. You know, especially, you know, as pastors, you know, I, I try to lead you know, by example, from the pulpit and just share not only, you know, the victories, but failures, you know, struggles so that people can feel like it's okay not to be okay, you know. And so we just have to, you know, let that pride go because the Bible says, you know, he opposes the proud, you know, but what does he do to the humble? Those that are willing to say, I'm not okay. Well, he gives grace. Yeah. Amen. Amen. (laughs) And we need a whole lot more of that, don't we? we? Let's talk about the life-defining moments that come out because of this time in the wilderness. Think I, if if Jesus didn't defeat the devil in the wilderness, then we would not even be having this conversation. I mean, that's how defining that moment was. You know, the enemy tried to get Jesus to step away from the purpose that God sent him for. And if Jesus would have given in to any of those temptations, then the cross would not have been in existence, our salvation, our eternal life. So you talk about a life-defining moment, not just for one individual, but for all of humanity. That's so powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. And so here's a fascinating thought that just keeps occurring to me as we're chatting. So Jesus has this life-defining moment for all of us. Mm-hmm. I look at each of the times we may be in the wilderness, the Every time we can conquer this, every time we can get to the breakthrough, the victory, mm-hmm. we are also showing others, right. our, our other Christians, other people who aren't believers yet, we are showing them that there you can do this. Yeah. God will see you through this. We become that example. Mm-hmm. And I believe, I actually believe this is one of the reasons God does put us through the wilderness. Yeah. Because if it's only perfect people or nothing bad ever happened, right? then what kind of an example can I show to somebody who's struggling with drug addiction yeah. or who had an affair that is seeking to come to the Lord and seeking forgiveness? Like, how can that possibly happen, right? Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it is twofold. You know, if we never went through the wilderness, would we ever need God? Would we ever call upon God? Would we ever draw near to God? No. <laughs> you know, and I think, uh, you know, the, the culture of America, American Christianity is we are so abundant. You know, we have so much success, so many victories that, you know, we become self-sufficient. And I think God uses the wilderness to break some of that self-sufficiency and, and get more of that dependency on Him. And so, uh, you know, for all of you listening, I want to encourage you, you know, when God puts you through a wilderness, then he has more than maybe you're even asking or that you even know. You know, so uh, I just want to encourage you to stick with it because, you know, the Bible says he does exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or imagine. And so we only see this moment. We see the next step. But God sees what that step does in a lifetime of steps. And so that he has more for you than maybe you're even 
understanding or you're seeing and to trust him through that. But also, yes, the eyes of people are always on you. And as you walk through it and you see God, you're going to help others see God as well. Amen. And he might pull us out of comfort zones. Absolutely. That that wilderness, yeah. because it's, oh, it's so easy to get in comfort zones, mm-hmm. isn't it? Sometimes mm-hmm. he'll even call us to expansion. <laughs> we never know what God's going to call never us know. to. Let's talk about as we are in the wilderness, just as um, for, for the Lord, let's talk about our strength in this time. Because let's face it, when we're feeling weak and we're feeling empty and let's just face it, the devil's going to throw all these things out at us. And, and man, it's so frustrating, isn't it? It's like <laughs> that devil just knows these little places, right? Yeah. Let's talk about our strength during these times. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've learned, you know, that the enemy isn't my greatest enemy because we know that he was defeated at the cross. So my biggest enemy is me, you know, and, and so I wanted to do a fast and I felt going for 40 days I'll tell you, I did a week, and then I'll, I'll just be honest. Here's a pastor confessing that he's a person too. I, I I had a relapse. I went back. You know, I was fasting sugar, you know, soda, you know, any kind of candy. But man, you know, at eleven o'clock at night, what what do you want? You don't want water. You don't want to go get an apple or an orange. So here's that lack of self discipline. I go for the candy, and so I broke my fast. So here for all of you that are feeling condemnation, you are not alone. And there's forgiveness and confession brings healing. So there's that. Uh, but uh, we do, when the moments that we are weak, we need to use the things that God has given us to provide us the strength. And we look at Jesus. What did he do in the wilderness? Every time the devil came at him, he didn't even mess with the devil. He just said, it is written. So obviously God gives us his word uh, to strengthen our lives. And, and so he says, I hide your word in my heart. Why? So I don't sin against you. So I don't fall short. So I don't give in, you know, to those temptations and trials. So God's word, uh, is critical in our lives. Prayer, you know, praying. And, you know, Jesus often left, you know, what did he do? Maybe he went into a wilderness alone to pray. And so prayer is crucial. It's not our last resort, but it has to be one of those things that Paul talks about. They're mighty in God for demolishing strongholds. So that's the weapon, God's word and prayer. Amen. And as you're talking, I mean, of course, I'm seeing like Nehemiah 8, 10, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I think about, can you imagine how much joy God had every time there was these, even these, they might seem like little things, but I love that. But then there's also this piece about how much joy does God have, even by you saying, okay, yeah, it was 11 o'clock and I went for the candy. <laughs> but here's this joy because you are sharing that with everyone to say, I'm a human being and I'm yeah. going to confess this. I fell short mm-hmm. and this is why I need God. Right. Absolutely. I, I just, I believe, and I just believe a hundred percent in my heart, God uses everything. He does. I'm not saying to intentionally go out and, I mean, that's not, of right. course, what I'm saying. Oh, intentionally go and do these because we want to test that because yeah. that's testing the Lord. Right. And there's a distinction there, right? Right. And there's something in here about like when this intent is pure, when we start on something and we're with the Lord, I just believe that he delights in that. I believe God gets so much joy from us. I really do. He does. And you have to realize that failure isn't fatal. It's only fatal when you stop trying, when you give up. And so instead of, so let me just use me as as an example. You know, I could look at, oh, you know, I went, you know, 10 days and I failed. Or I can look at, you know what, those were 10 days that were really good and that God can use that and he's going to build off of that. So if you're listening and you've fallen short, you failed, don't give up. Don't think that God's mad at you, that he can't do anything with you. Build off of that and say, okay, you know what, God, 
I did 10 days. I fell short, but you know what? I'm going to go at it again. And you know what? I'm going to do some things differently. So that's what God's going to use. He, like you used it earlier, God causes all things together to work for good. And so he's going to use your victories, but he's also going to use your failures. And it's not just in that moment. We talked about life-defining moments. We're in that moment, but God's using everything to set us up for you know, eternal moments, you know, th- this lifetime of, okay, I may not be where I want right now, but with God's help, I'm going to be there. Yeah, it, it's, it's when you're talking, I, I keep seeing the word finite and infinite. It's this concept of finite is this 10 day thing, yeah. but infinite is this eternal right. place with God. Right. And when we can really focus in on the infinite journey, yeah. what's happening through all of it, it, it shifts the way this wilderness piece looks, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's a constant journey with the Lord. So, I, I mean, I find it very exciting, actually. I think this journey with the Lord is, <laughs> it is exciting. It's got ups and downs. It can look like a squiggly line, yeah. sometimes like an EKG machine. Sometimes it's straight up, sometimes it's right. straight down. Right. The good news is that until we flatline, <laughs> we've, got, we've got a journey going, right? Right. And, you, you know, we get scripture that says he, he was in the wilderness for 40 days, but we don't know all that happened within that 40 days, you know, that wasn't written. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are a wilderness, get ready. It's exciting. You're not alone. God is with you. He has a defining that today is your defining moment. So I just want to encourage you, don't give in, don't give up, but continue through. And I'm excited to see what God does in and through you. Yeah. Amen. And excited to see what he does in all of us, Absolutely. right? Because yep. because it's always an adventure in the wilderness, yeah. right? Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pastor Paul Rose, thank you so much for joining us. This Thanks has been a very me. enlightening conversation. It's been fun. Yeah. And I just I always love talking to pastors because there's so many unique insights, right? Mm-hmm. And inspirations. And I hope it's been inspiring to it you has. too. It has. Yeah. We're living this just like we're preaching it. We Absolutely. preach to ourselves. Absolutely. It's a living word. It's we are living life and we can't wait to see what God does with us in this amazing wilderness journey that he's got us on. So Pastor Paul Rose of the Bemidji Assembly of God Church, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for choosing to join in with us today. We hope that you are experiencing your own wilderness with God. Remember, trust in God. He is there for you. We want to thank Philip Elke for engineering today's program. And again, thanks for tuning in today. Please remember to go out, live joy, and share joy. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.